Welcome to Through the Bible with Pastor Michael, a podcast from First Baptist Church in Mustang, Oklahoma. Here's Pastor Michael. February day 16, getting close to the end of the book of Acts. As we are reading today, Acts 22 through 25, with um, some, some pretty good detailed accounts of the different things that Paul had to endure and go through. And so we'll get to a, a quick summary uh, and some observations of what we see. Number one, uh, Paul appears before the Roman Tribune and Council. We read about the different um, entities he was being uh, confronted by and, and charged with things by, the different places he had to give an account or defense of himself to. Um, but with that, a second observation is that the Lord comforts Paul in the midst of his trials. We see this in chapter 23, verse 11. The following night, the Lord stood by him and said, Take courage. Um, comfort is there for us in the midst of our trials. Number three, uh, there is a plot to kill Paul that was overheard by his nephew. Uh, it tells us in chapter 23, verse 16, Now the son of Paul's sister heard of their ambush, so he went and entered the barracks and told Paul. And so we read about how that unfolds. Uh, number four, Paul appears before Felix and offers a defense that he follows the true God. Chapter 24, verse 14, But this I confess to you that according to the way which they call a sect, I worship the God of our fathers. That's his defense, that he worships the one true God. Um, and, and that ultimately is our defense for all things, that we love the Lord, we serve the Lord, we follow the Lord. Consequences are what they are, but we follow the Lord. And then uh, a fifth observation, Paul appears in front of Agrippa. Uh, we see that in chapter 25, and in tomorrow's reading we'll see uh, some, some fascinating details of that. So what, what does that mean for us? What are some of the applications for us today from these four chapters? One, I would say the way you treat others is the way you treat the Lord. Uh, Paul recounts in, in this passage today again what happened to him on the road to Damascus. And, and I want to just bring this back to your attention today in chapter 22, verse 8, when um, Paul is recounting how the Lord appeared to him. He says that the Lord uh, said, um, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And I answered, Who are you, Lord? And he said to me, I am Jesus of Nazareth, whom you are persecuting. Paul, who was, of course, at the time named Saul, is persecuting believers. But by persecuting believers, the Lord makes clear he's persecuting Christ. The way that we treat others is the way that we treat the Lord. Um, when we do something as simple as giving a cold drink of water to somebody, uh, we are ministering to the Lord. When we visit people in distress, when we um, care for those who are neglected. We are ministering to the Lord. When we persecute those who are the faithful, we are persecuting the Lord. So the way that we treat others is the way that we treat the Lord. Number two, we can be courageous because 
the Lord is always with us. That was the Lord's encouragement. I will be with you. Take courage. I'm going to be with you. And for you today, you can be courageous because the Lord is always with you. When you go to share the gospel with that person that makes you nervous, be courageous because the Lord is with you. Um, when you take a stand for what is right and what is true and you don't know how the outcome is going to be, you can be courageous because the Lord is always with you. When you um, agree to, to serve in your church and you're anxious about how it's going to go, be courageous. Uh, the Lord is with you. Number three, peace results from living with a clear conscience in our relationship with people. Chapter 24, uh, in verse 16, it says, So I always take pains to have a clear conscience toward both God and man. <clears throat> so I want to look at both of this with application today. So our third application is that peace results from living with a clear conscience in our relationship with people. Um, you want to be able to go to bed at night knowing you treated people the right way. They may have been unkind to you. They may have lied about you. They may have um, been hateful to you. But you don't want to return evil with evil. You want to be able to go to bed at night with a clear conscience. I've always said to people, I'd rather be lied about than be a liar. I'd rather be stolen from than be a thief. You want to have a clear conscience. And the, the truth of the matter is, somebody may say things that are untrue about you, and, and somebody may spread things about you, and other people may believe it. That, that's, that's just true. But... You want to have a clear conscience in your relationships with people. If you run into somebody at school or you run into somebody at the store, or you run into somebody at a restaurant, you don't want to have to put your head down and duck or turn the other way uh, because you're embarrassed or ashamed of how you've treated them and what you've said about them. If someone else is unkind to you, you want to be able to hold your head up and look them right in the eye and greet them because your conscience is clear. Closely related to that is a fourth application. It is for our good to confess our sin and remain in close fellowship with the Lord. Drawing from the same verse here in chapter 24, have a clear conscience toward God. It's for our good to confess our sin and to remain in close fellowship with the Lord. Every day, um, take time to confess your sin, to repent and 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 be forgiven by the Lord. Uh, you, you don't want to go through life um, with unconfessed sin in a way that, that, that begins to hinder your joy and hinder uh, that sweetness and closeness you have with the Lord. Keep short accounts with people and with God. If you've wronged someone, go apologize to them. Go confess that. And, and yes, it may be humbling, and yes, it may be difficult, and who knows how they're going to respond. But you want to have a clear conscience with people. Also, you want to confess your sins often before the Lord and have a clear conscience with the Lord as well. And then fifthly, for application today, faithfulness is no guarantee of earthly success, but it is the path to eternal blessing. 
as you read Acts 22, 23, 24, and 25 today, uh, I mean, it's just very clear that, that for Paul, uh, things don't go real well. Uh, he continues to have people accuse him. He has plots to try to kill him. He has people uh, trying to injure him. Uh, he has people wanting to keep him in custody. You read all about that uh, in, the, in the reading today. And so the, the truth is we have to be honest and just say that faithfulness is not a guarantee of earthly success. You may treat people right, but they still despise you. You may be honest and full of integrity in your job, and you still get overlooked or dismissed. Um, you may care for people and love them and serve them, and, and they take advantage of you. You may have friendships that you feel like you're pouring into somebody, and you're there for them, and you care for them, and you reach out to them, and they just seem to uh, forget about you. Or maybe they only contact you when they need you, and the rest of the time they just do without you. Righteousness is no guarantee of earthly success, but it is the path to eternal blessing. It is the path to eternal blessing. And so you want to do what is right before man and before God, meaning when I say do what's right before man, I don't mean what the world approves of. I mean you want to be right, do right um, as you interact with people. And even if it doesn't go well for you in an earthly sense, it gains eternal reward. You want to do what honors the Lord, and it may not lend itself to earthly success in the world's eyes, but it does lead to eternal blessing. And so we want to navigate these difficult waters um, that we all have to, to wade through in life by keeping our life simple. And the simplest way to live is to say, what honors the Lord? Period. Not, how is this going to go? Not, is this going to be met with success? Not, is the world going to approve of this? Just keep your life very, very simple. What honors the Lord? In this conversation, what honors the Lord? In this day, what honors the Lord? In this conflict, what honors the Lord? In this season of suffering, what honors the Lord? That's the path to eternal blessing. It may not lend itself um, to, to great earthly success. I mean, Paul finds himself over and over and over. He's appearing in front of this person. He's uh, appearing in front of this council. He's with Felix. He's in front of Agrippa. Um, he's in front of the Tribune. He's got people making plans to try to ambush him. Um, if, if his goal is to live an easy earthly life, um, then he's picked the wrong path. But if his aim is to glorify the Lord, honor him, and in so doing, build um, heavenly reward, heavenly treasures, uh, eternal blessings, righteousness is the path to do that. And then a summary from Proverbs 13, 1 to 12. This just fits exactly with what we're talking about from the book of Acts. I would summarize Proverbs 13, 1 to 12 this way. Righteousness gives us direction and protection. Um, Proverbs 13, verse 6 says, Righteousness guards him whose way is blameless. When you say to yourself, I want to live righteously, that gives you direction. That tells you how to act, how to speak, how to react, how to confront someone in sin, how to deal with people when they confront you. Righteousness is your direction. 
but righteousness is also your protection. Not meaning protection that everything's going to work out the way that you would always want it to, but it protects you because if you're in the center of God's will, if you're bringing glory to Him, if you're building eternal reward, then you are right in the very best spot. No matter what the human earthly results are, you're in the best place possible when you are walking in righteousness. It serves to direct us and to protect us. And then just one last word. If you always think to yourself, in this conflict, what honors the Lord? If righteousness is your pathway, it protects you. It keeps you from saying things you've got to go back and regret. It keeps you from doing things that would bring reproach upon the name of Christ. Uh, seeking righteousness gives you direction and it gives you protection. And when you live like that, you keep your life simple no matter the consequences. So as you read Acts 22 to 25 and you learn today about some of the struggles and difficulties and things happening to Paul, be reminded that the Lord says you can be courageous because he is with you whatever it is you face. I hope it's a blessing for you today.